corner again then. This time from the uh, the right hand side, taken towards the far post. Head it comes yeah. in there it is! Time Notebook uh, here every single week with Mark Yacard for the weekend across the EFL set piece threats rampaging wingbacks forward thinking holding midfielders regular listeners welcome back new listeners great to have you on board gives me great pleasure to introduce as always John Bywater John good evening how are we doing good evening Gav yeah less clicking this week um, I was a little bit distracted last week had a few comments about the um, someone who bought the number of clicks of my mouse <laughs> quite how in absolute clover so i do apologize about that it was a bit unprofessional um but happy transfer deadline day everybody i've um i've thoroughly enjoyed uh working and ignoring it all and then you we just spent a couple of minutes before we pressed record where you've been enlightening me as to who's moved where um yeah, we well, ignore, ignoring my uh, nonsense on WhatsApp as usual. So. <laughs> well, I think we we mentioned a few of the moves in some of the selections um, today, but um, mm. yeah, it's uh, as we always say at this time of year. I think for me, it's a cross your fingers. Hopefully, the same people play for the same people on Saturday, uh, and if not, I'll figure it out once I'm looking over everything on Sunday. You take it a little bit more seriously than that, John, which is good. I'm glad there's some yeah. credibility on the you, podcast. You like, you like to be you like to be surprised on Monday. But, um, that's right. Oh, that's I'll give you I'll give you a random one, Gav, and I want your opinion on this one. Yeah, I think it's quite a good little signing, Josh Earl Fleetwood to Barnsley. Uh, oh, he's good enough. And is there a Solid, fair few? Yeah. Who else have Fleetwood let go? Uh, Marriott's got um, to Wrexham. Oh, Marriott went, didn't he? Yeah. To Wrexham. Um, hmm. uh, I doubt that's a big. Uh, Big loss, really. Um, well, I wonder if um, I'm going to talk glowingly about um, Boss and Lowell today. Does, does Earl moving me mean that he ends up being a defender? <laughs> come back to centre back for you. Anyway, hang on, hang on a minute. Well, well done with. Um, I've completely forgot to um, hang on. Let me have a little moan first. We'll cut that out. Go on. Uh, Aidan Flint injured after half an hour. That was yes. good. <laughs> Always good when you're on last goal scorer. Um, <laughs> does it? Does that beat the own goal? I'm not sure. Really, uh, it's equal comedy value. But very well done to Gav for not forgetting about Che, as we like to say. Oh, what, we, what got a, we got we got a winner, and uh, not too dissimilar to the way we thought it was going to go in. In fact, we we talked glowingly again about seven or two Shrewsbury, which is a nice touch last week. Um, mm-hmm. But writing was on the wall for the Cobblers because Dunkley had carbon copy of the chance that he scored from seven minutes prior. Aaron Pierre had two free headers from corners as well. Taking on Northampton forms some of my notes. I don't think are quite arrived. Portsmouth, isn't it? We've had a few changes this weekend, but um, but yeah, but certainly, um, certainly Northampton can be got out. It's probably not the uh, not the right opportunity, but we'll talk a bit more about that later on. Um, where else did we have? Uh, well, I, you know, we talked about Salford Crew definitely going over four and a half, and it did. We talked about Luke yeah. Bolton potentially having a hat trick, and there was a hat trick in the game. But it wasn't Ooh. Luke Bolton. Oh. I thought the Salford are going to be it's fun, as we mentioned last week. It could be fun to predict from here on in. Um, mm. Matty Lund had a few chances. The Wumbers in the chances. 
I did enjoy Carl Robinson's 1980s um, John Beck style football in that game. That was good. Did you, was it a throwback, yes. was it? Oh, it was absolute throwback. It made um, John Beck look like Guardiola. <laughs> but, you know, I don't like to have a dig at Robinson, but when, you, when you've when you got Matt Smith, um, you can't argue with it. And without Irid and crew didn't have a clue how to handle him. I mean, they might not have handled him anyway, but they were really at sea without him. John, we've said plenty of times they, they don't they don't pay you out on insight and shrewdness in this game, no, uh, no. but they should do because uh, you were probably were the only one talking about Morgan Rogers a couple of months ago. Yes, and um, when well, he didn't get anywhere close to two hundred to no. one top goal scorer, but Villa saw the same as as you did, and, and he's gone. Um, yeah, I wonder if um, I might take my slip down to. Um... <laughs> Be firm, I backed him with and say, can I get some sort of payout because he's moved to Aston Villa for multiple millions? <laughs> Justice payout. Yeah, I mean, that that seemed a uh, even bigger price that he'd get a move in January when he had zero goals by October, didn't it, Gav? Mm. Um, he seemed to be playing by default at that stage, but something's clicked. So I think we had, spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, I passed the eye test when I when I saw him um, against Colf. Yeah. Yeah, it does look every inch up. A player that's um, going to take the move up nice and easy. Got a got a good one there, I imagine. Um, I wonder if what do we think about Ipswich? Lots of you know the Wimbledon fans talking about how Hamadi, full of mm. praise for him. Lots of people thinking, how does he take the step up? You know, is is everything as it seems? What's what's your view about? Al Hamadi at Switch John? Um, I don't know because it's going to be, I think it's going to be difficult for him because he's going to go back to most likely playing the sort of role he did at Wickham, like a bit more maybe of an impact sub, I would imagine. Mm. I mean, I'm sure he'll get starts to start with, but if he doesn't start as he did at Wimbledon, he's going to be rotated in and out. And I really don't know. I can't. He's something different, I think, to what they've got yeah. going forward at the moment, which is probably a good thing for him. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we knew the risks with him. We said it every time we mentioned him, um, that at least we only went win only on that one, Gav. Half a, half a stake save there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's done He's done all you can ask for. I think the I think the reason why they... Sh- They've split the fee because of the Wickham sell-on, so they've got a load of add-ons, um, and I believe the add-ons don't get split. So the fee looked a bit lower than what people expected, I think, but the add-ons will all go to Wimbledon rather than being shared out. So I think if Ipswich get promoted, then that will be a very nice payday for Wimbledon again. And you were, again, not not a not a lonely voice, but certainly a non-too-available um, voice talking about Moise. In League oh, yes. Two, he's got a move up to Exeter. I did. I did say he was a solid one. He wouldn't be sold. That was. Uh, I checked my notes. Um, <laughs> can't can't see him getting a move. Um, it turns out he's gone to Exeter, which uh, I didn't have that on my bingo card. But yeah, Exeter coming on a nice run, and they've also signed Ryan Woods today on loan from Hull, who's a a good player if he ever finds it again. Um, so yeah, there we go. As you've said in your notes, John, the perils of Auntie Post <laughs> yes. being played yes, out. Uh, we, high, highlighted Auntie Post for the comedy value. Um, we put the ca- we put the caveat of January in all of our Auntie Post stuff way back, didn't we? And um, and yeah, most of it 
come to fruition. Still got a couple of runners in the markets, which will. Yeah, you're, you're Jamie Reed was an absolute cracker. We got to say that now. He's still going. Yeah, yeah. He's still still going. Um, yes, I've had a new couple of additions to that, which I think are in good positions as well. But I don't think I'll put them on the podcast, so I won't start talking about them uh, just yet. I shall. No, uh, <laughs> you wait, wait for your multiples to land before you. That's right. There's some multiples if they land. Yeah, we 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 um. You, you won't be here in August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's have a look at what happened last week, then, John. Um, couple of couple of notebook additions. I thought there was an interesting late move. So Dominic Thompson at Forest Green started left wing. Was definitely has been priced up as um, left back and right back. I think he's he's um, taken up positions, but he sixteens into sixes just before kickoff. Wasn't all me, I can assure you. Um, but you saw out the 90 minutes again at Accrington on the left-hand side. Took a free kick that just went over. He'd been he'd been playing left side of a front three for a couple of games, but hadn't done much. But last Saturday was the one where um, was the one where yeah he, he looked to have a couple of chances. And but I, I was interested to see what price and all of that last 30 seconds of talking about him uh, uh, it results in nothing because yeah he's priced up as a, a six to one. Uh, this weekend, so but I thought he was an interesting one to to look at. Uh, other ones on my list, uh, Vincent Harper came in. So talking about the aforementioned Exeter, Ben Purrington was out with an injury, but Vincent Harper got plenty of minutes here. Um, there hasn't seen many minutes during the season, but four in thirty for Eastley last season. Another good performance from uh, from uh, from Gary Coldwell's men, wasn't it, at the weekend? And but Vincent Harper could be one to check out on the team news fourteen to one with a with a start against Bristol Rovers. And the, the last one on my notebook list, Donovan Daniels finally gets off the mark for the season. But have you seen it, John? It was uh, it's yes, not what you think. Very nice. He was uh, dropped his shoulder twice, did he? From the edge of the box, dropped oh. in the top, in the top right hand corner from open play. Always the way we expected him to get off the mark. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Wouldn't have minded a price on um, on that being Out, the, uh, outside the box would have been about fifty. <laughs> yeah. right. um, anything in your anything in your notebook, uh, John? I uh, had a look at the Forest Green, sticking with Forest Green, had a look at their, all their set plays with uh, Cotterill taking charge, as, as we mentioned last weekend. I couldn't really see a great deal. I mean, Ryan Innes had a couple of efforts of sorts, um, but I went, he also got his traditional yellow card and gave away a penalty, which he seems to do every single game. Um, I know I say that every time I mention him, but... He's, a, he's such a wild child, old Ryan Innes. You just need to calm down a little bit. Um, but his, score, his scoring record, I'm sure he'd take that advice from me. So, <laughs> his, he, his scoring record is awful, really. I don't, I don't know why I thought he was good. Uh, I think we probably had this discussion before, but he did play for Saturday's opponents, Colchester, in 17-18, if you uh, really want to stretch the former club system there. We should have... Um... Well, we, we we should, yeah. There's been a fair few um, fair few systems knocking about over the over the course of the last uh, few ex club systems. I think actually the system is scored in the reverse fixture. If we were looking at both our notes, yes, if there was a theme, if there was a theme for this week's podcast, it'd be um, yeah, it would be that. 
Um, I when I was looking through my notes, I added another as I usually going through the notes. You remember, you remember due index. Remember we used to do that ages ago oh, from a bygone here. <laughs> I've long since the, stopped. Uh, it's gone, no, it's gone to the uh, private membership. <laughs> That's the, right, the Patreon. <laughs> um, so, I've, yeah. I've got a. I started just typing out set piece action, and underneath that was all the all the like set piece action that I saw in some. Lights. Farron Rawson was first in the um on the list. He would have two headers from restarts yeah. as Morecambe chased the game against game against Colchester. Your man Doug Farm scored, oh. didn't he? Poked one home. That was a that was a yes. one for the purists, that goal. But it was a scramble and he on his debut for Grimsby as well against against Trump. Yeah, if Grimsby keep going where they're going, he will end up being a non league player next season. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's how I said he was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the our man at um, Barnsley uh, scored his second of the season. We weren't on, but uh, Oh, Mayal, May Mayal, yes, yes. yeah, Mayal. That's neat to say it. Pierre Gianni, we should mention him, comes in the week after oh, you. That's not. fantastic. Yeah, that's good news. Um, and a great Pierre Gianni type uh, header. Oh, it was a great um, header. That I mean, it wasn't even a chance, was it? Um, no. I think I sent you. I think I sent you fuck Pierre Gianni, and then uh, Dun- <laughs> Dunkley scored within the second of me sending that. So it actually worked for once. So I was quite quite like that. That's never happened before. Uh, and some last-minute notes that I just made in whilst I was thinking about it on the walk upstairs. Uh, Rob Dickey got one at the CBS. I was very impressed. Bristol City. Um, Set piece delivery. So Gardner Hickman there was superb throughout. Any uh, Just, any Zach Viner action there, Gav? Not much. Not much. Got in, oh, got, in no. the, got in the mix. I mean, they were it just 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 taken aback by the yeah the quality of of their set pieces and they look to be we're we're pretty solid defensively these days and uh, no surprise though that I guess Dicky got on the end of one to nod in the far post. What I would say is I should do a little cov core. I should nice from what I've seen. But Victor Torp has come in mm. in the January trial. A window. We always had a bit of an issue, you know. We've got in Kitchen and uh, Thomas. We've got two good set piece threats, but our issue has been since Hayne has gone, set piece delivery has gone downhill. Eccles not quite, not quite as um, as prolific from corners as as Hayne used to be. But the, this Victor Torp looks absolute. The stereotypical Rolls Royce of a player takes free kicks, scored already, but you notice, you know, a noticeable improvement and an upgrade in. Um, in set piece delivery for Coventry, so I think it even more so it brings into play um, in Coventry set piece threats, which might be something to look forward to. Uh, John, I mean that was it on my list. Should we, should we head into the championship? And any any thoughts, John? I've got nothing, but I think I think you have. Yes, um, we're going to Hull versus Millwall. Um, Long time listeners will think this name's never going to come back up again, mm-hmm. but it is. Uh, I was interested that Hull managed to sign Ryan Giles on loan from Luton. I know Leeds were interested. Hull have also signed, is it Sarui from Burnley today on loan? They've signed. It was like superb for so in the championship yeah. last season. Um, they seem to be, they have a hell of a pull on these loans, Hull do. Um, it puts a bit of pressure. I think Rosinia needs to get in the playoffs absolute minimum this year now. Uh, anyway, I think Giles' set play delivery is excellent. I've long thought Hull should do better from set plays and that should help a leap a little bit. But before I saw the prices, I was more interested in Alfie Jones. He's got slightly better numbers than the selection this season. Not saying much, really. Uh, but he's 26 now and he's never really taken his youth goal-scoring form. Believe it or not, he scored 10 goals in 60 games for Southampton under-21s uh, way back when. 
I knew there was a reason I had him in my mind so much. <laughs> but he's as short as 10 to 1 here, which I've no idea where they're getting that price from. Um, facing Millwall, though, isn't the no-no it once was with selection. Uh, the change in style that they seem to be trying to implement slowly. I think they're really looking ahead to next season already, aren't they? Um, yeah. So I'll get the... I'm pretty sure the set plays is not the priority it once was, put it that way. So it's not an automatic no-no anyway. So going back to the selection, as always, price must always dictate. And Jacob Greaves, uh, sigh at the back there, is uh, 25 to 1. As I said, Jones is 10 to 1. That doesn't really make any sense. Um, I'm clutching at straws here, but Greaves did score four times after Christmas last season. So... You never know. We might he might have a little spurt again around this time, and with and with Giles coming in, I just think there could be a little uptake. So we'll have a selection of Jacob Greaves at twenty five to one. I think that's an all star. I think that's a great price. Yeah, you know, in a in a, in a great spot. It's, it's just don't, don't look at his stats this season, Gavin. You won't think it's a great price. I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> you want a zero on the end. Well, there's plenty of um, there's plenty of terrible. Oh, terrible on people on the cold list uh, this week that um that are short enough. So there's one there's one at a good price even even if they are on the cold list. So um, Jacob Greaves for Hull against Millwall. Uh, John, anything else in the championship? I was I don't think I've got anything. No, anything else? No, I've you? got a um I've got an absolute soliloquy on Bolton. If you're interested, um, in League well, One. Let's go. Let's yeah. let's head to League One then. Let's kick us off with uh, let's kick uh, us off on Bolton. Who have a new wing back, don't they? Well, if the listeners make it through this, then um, you deserve some sort of payment. Unfortunately, you're not going to get it, but you can, uh, we can listen anyway. So, yeah, Bolton have bought in uh, Nathaniel Ogbetta from Swansea. Um, looks a perfect fit for Bolton. And they've also bought in Calvin Ramsey from Liverpool with the old Connor Bradley um, link up from last season. We're all seeing how well he's done now. Um, so Ramsey's a right wing back or Betta's a left wing back or left midfielder. Oh, Better scored within 15 minutes of his debut last weekend. Uh, and in midweek, they both had quite a few chances in the cup game. Uh, I thought it was interesting. It's worth digging out Ian Everett's um, local press. I think it was on Tuesday when he said in so many words, that whoever plays wing-back in his system has to get goals and has to and will always get chances because they're always further up the pitch than almost anyone else. Um, and if you look at who's played in those positions, none of them have ever really had scoring records before and they've all chipped in. Now, it's difficult to select either of them this weekend because um, Sakashworth Ashworth scored from left wing-back last weekend as well and was man of the match. Um I think there's more chance of better starts because on right wing back, uh, Dakres Cogley, who's probably been one of the players of the season, barely missed a minute from right wing back. If if either Ogbetta or Ramsey started, I think there would be fair prices. Um, you couldn't check their price, Cav, actually. I forgot yeah, to check yeah. their prices yeah. after that. I'll keep rambling on. Just to add to the um, Bolton confusion with defenders, uh, Santos and... You uh, and Toll both came off injured midweek in the Cup, uh, probably because they've had so many games of late. Santos is confirmed out for the weekend. I think Toll is 
Um, but let's throw in that today Bolton have signed friend of the show, Caleb Taylor on loan, which um, looks an ideal Santos replacement for probably a few weeks. And I can imagine those two together being almost impossible to pass in League One. I thought it was interesting because apparently West Brom turned down two million from Blackburn earlier in the week. Uh, so they obviously want to keep him and they'd rather loan him out. And then that that led to Blackburn going back in for your um, legend, didn't it, Gav? Um, with Fadzine. With Fadzine, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I think the the amount of Bolton defensive changes this season must be up there as some kind of record because. If I've had a little look back and they've barely played the same back five at all. Mm. Uh, so I think that's testament to the system, really. Have we got any prices there, Gov? Yeah, you if you've got 11 to 1 or better, um, okay. that quiz Cogley, there's some 14s about, but probably. What about Calvin, Calvin Ramsey? Is he priced? Uh, yeah, 14s. Plenty of 14s. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think what I'm trying to say there, if either Ogbetta or Calvin Ramsey started, I think double figures is fine for either of those. Um, you might want to play first because I don't think they've got options there now, basically. So there's a lot of words there, Gav, but no selection. <laughs> it's an enjoyable um, ramble through... Uh... Thank you. Through Bolton, though. Excellent. I, I enjoyed it. I, uh, long-time <laughs> listeners. Absolutely. Long-time listeners will remember Nathaniel Ogbetter. We were backing him at... He's 33 oh, to 1, yeah. I'm sure the price was. It, when he's, We were waiting for him. Shrewsbury, yeah. yeah. And again, left wing back. We, like, properly under the radar. I'm sure he played... Yeah, he was pushed up. I can't remember the date. Anyway, I can just re- I can remember I can remember actually, you know, not like this podcast, but yeah, we did get paid out once at thirty three to one on the um mentioned on Twitter. Uh and I think I think that we we got a lot of listeners and followers that are still waiting for the moment like that. Um but uh it's been a long time in the um in the waiting. But yeah, I do remember keep, keep waiting. Sorry. Keep waiting, yeah. That was That's right. remember when we had the old better touch, that was uh, brings back some happy memories. Um, anything else in League One? I think that, that we both had kind of Port Northampton maybe on the list for reasons that we um, yes that we spoke about in opposing uh, Northampton. You've got there's some interesting there because McIntyre's come in, hasn't he? And uh, well, I'm not too sure whether he will start 14 to one. He is, but Shaughnessy and Raggett probably a little mm. bit too short. But just just when you it was fresh off backing a winner you know, against Northampton, you want to get stuck in. They play top of the league and the and you know you're just probably not getting the the the, the margin that you'd that you'd want. Um, McIntyre for you, uh, yeah. a good signing. Do you think? Yeah, if if McIntyre started, then I think the 14s is okay because mm. it, I know he's gone cold of late, but I think you can put that down to his situation at Reading. Uh, he was out of contract in the summer. Seventy-five thousand looks an absolute steal. I know it's because of the contract and because of Reading's situation. I, know they, I think they've lost uh, that youngster Vickers to Brighton today as well. Um, not sure how many players they've got left, Redding. Um, doing quite a good job, I think, sellers there somehow to keep them competitive in the games even. Um, yeah, going back to McIntyre, he's actually got, if you just look at his games at centre-back for Redding, he's got nine in 90, which you're not really going to get a lot better than. Um, so that's it. that's excellent. And... We know that Pompey are strong from set plays. And like you say, it's a bit like these Bolton wing-backs. I've got no idea if he's going to play. Um, mm. I think it's probably more a signing of 
we I know that uh, former notebook regular mention uh, Reese Towler. The yeah. uh, he's he's been struggling a lot on his. I know he replaced Raggett at the weekend and was an error for the equaliser. I uh, don't think Raggett can last 100 minutes too regularly. So I get the feeling McIntyre might be slotting in as like a late replacement more than the starter. But again, if he did start, then, um, yeah, especially against Northampton, 14s looks fine, to be honest. We're going to have to get one or two wrong, aren't we, John? Towler was, was one we might not have got right. But, um... Yeah, he's, um, well, you never know. He's, he's not had the regular games, has he, really? So difficult. <laughs> I think I started off this week thinking that, you know, without looking at anything at all, circled Tom McIntyre as a potential threat for Reading because they face Oxford. This feels like, a, you know, both of these sides are susceptible to, to conceding a set-piece goal or two. Um, I've got a, yeah, I, I landed on a selection just through the process of elimination. But yeah, I thought I thought Oxford Reading was an interesting spot this weekend. Who said Tom McIntyre would have been on the list, but he's off to Portsmouth. I thought I, I started looking at Oxford. I'll talk about I'll talk about Reading first because here's where the the, the, the selection is going to be. Tyler Binden, who to be honest hasn't really been on the radar, but I thought he could be of interest. He scored against Orient early in the season, but more recently. Scored in under-21 game. Several chances in the EFL Cup tie against Brighton under-21s as well. Look, it's small sample, but, you know, just the type of thing I love, really. I just looked at some of his highlights, and, yeah, he does look busy and look a threat in the box. 20 to one's probably as expected for, for for where he is in his career at the moment. When you look at the home side, I thought Kieran Brown, he scored in the reverse fixture, probably the most likely for the home side, you'd say. 14 to 1 available if he can get it. Elliot Moore will probably be next, 11 to 1, barely registering anything these days. You, you know, that, you know, wouldn't be surprised if he pops up in a game where, you know, both teams are probably going to be happy to clear their lines from restarts. It's, it's a tough to call with confidence, but I'll, I'll, and I know Reading of, you're in a terrible spot at the moment, but I just, um, yeah, just, just on first view, like I said, I thought Tyler Binden don't know too much about, but from what I can see, um, I'm not going to pretend that I'm calling it with any type of confidence or not, but I thought actually could be the price here, 20 to 1, shows enough in opposition boxes to, to get involved, and we know how much I like getting against Oxford recently. So, um, yeah, Tyler Binden is is one for me at, um, at a big price, I think, for, for Reading in a game that... A game that should be um, full of set piece opportunities on both sides. Um, anything else in League One for you, John? I'll give you I'll give you a breaking transfer, Gav. This will set the internet alight. Um, Tyler Bin Tyler Binden has <laughs> no, no, been loaned no, no. out. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been comedy value, but it's Casper uh, Lopata's gone from Barnsley to Port Vale on loan. There you go. That's one for your uh, one for your defenders there. One for your defenders. Okay, I'm, actually, I've, I've got a selection because it's Fleetwood Vale this weekend. I forgot it's right down the bottom of my list just here. I oh, yeah. thought I think signs of life. I thought for Fleetwood, even though they're saying goodbye to plenty. Um, <laughs> in fact, uh, yeah, who's uh, who's left? Were we, were we talking about this pre-podcast or whilst the podcast was on? I don't know. We've seen that. Well, yeah, we've been going a while. Well, they lost Josh, Earl, oh, Josh Earl, wasn't yeah. it? Who's gone? That's who you. Was, yeah. yeah, that's who you told me about. Which might uh, put Earl, the, Earl the pearl, as you call him. That's you were. <laughs> yeah, that right. might just put the mockers on on this selection. But um, I, I was in, I was interested in in 
Fleetwood against Vale. We've we said the last couple of weeks that they're just they're signs of life, right? They're not. They're certainly not looking like they're going to leave anything on the table. And if if they are going to start chasing downsides ahead of them, then it has to start with three points against Vale this weekend. So I like the I like that kind of spot. You know, Vale in a looking particularly vulnerable at the moment. And we mentioned Boston Lowell last week and I think the week before as well I just took a little bit more interest we you know sent a half priced up as that's certainly where he spent the majority of playing career but he's 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 taken up a position in the middle of the park five shots he's had away from home to about three quarters of a goal xg throughout this season but actually when he's at home that skyrockets to 10 and if you drill down even further there's only three from the last 11 that haven't seen him register a chance but a lot of them are a lot of them are long shots, but he's still a threat from set piece. The goal that he's you know scored recently, they 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 are assured finishes from the edge of the box. But I do you know we're getting a defender's price against a midfielder here, as we as we said last week. I think like I said a nice spot. I like this Fleetwood not going to leave anything on the table. So yeah, a couple in League One for me. I'll put up Bose and Lowell in in midfield for Fleetwood at at sixteen to one to join Tyler Biden for for Reading. Um, yeah, that's it for League One. League Two, it's fair to say, John, we both picked out a similar game. We both arrived at um, a similar player, but I'll um, I'll let you lead us off because there's a a game that looks an appetising one in um, in the in the fourth tier, right? Certainly does, my friend. What about uh, some more um, breaking transfer news for those without internet access or the ability to read? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a good sign in this, Gav. Um, I'm intrigued by this one. Joss Andrews has gone from Birmingham to Gillingham, but on a permanent. Okay. That is um, the uh, chap who was on loan at Accrington was on fire a couple of months ago. I remember, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he he had some sort of family issue where he had to go back. But, yeah, that's a good signing. And also, Accrington have picked up, probably as his replacement, they picked up uh, Bickerstaff from Wrexham on loan. Okay. Uh, Young striker. I think he's got something about him, sort of player that... Coleman will probably get something out of, but in danger of this being an hour long. We'll, uh... I know. I remember watching him, watching him in some of the cup games. I think. Or yeah, he's, I think he's, quite, he's quite quite useful, quite but he's got no chance of getting a game, has he? With the, no chance. Well, yeah. So with, uh, Stephen Fletcher, right, yeah. 112 years old. And, right. right. What game are we talking about? Are we talking about Crew Tranmere? Right? Oh, we are. We are yeah, top right. top of the um, top of the list in League Two. This week, this game that everyone's talking about. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it it looks almost too obvious this is going to be at least a a decent amount of goals there, doesn't it, Gav? Um, You got all the the usual names for crew. How to be, say, Dimitru, as you mentioned. Can't argue with Dimitru's record at all. And um, eight to one is, you know, I'm not saying it's too short, really, considering this game. I thought, another, one who, I meant, another one for the reverse fixture that he scored in as well, Dimitri. No, the reverse fixture system's coming out Absolutely. again. Yeah. I just I can't get out of my head how bad crew were last week against Salford. Now it was against Matt Smith, who on current form can tr- trouble any defender in the air, especially. So might be reading too much into it, but all the fans' comments were uh, a they were missing O'Reardon, but they also. Um, they had to put, I think they had to place Orford back into centre back rather than midfield. Yeah. And they just didn't look the right balance as what they, they had before. And from what I can make out, they haven't signed any defenders in the interim period. So 
they look quite short, uh, both in numbers and physically at the back to me. Um, Tranmere, a name we've mentioned many times over the years, never used to score. Um, seems to be getting a little bit of a habit for it with a career best two goals this season, mm-hmm. both fairly recently. And it's Tom Davies, who is, uh, I think, 16 to 1 best here, which that looks, considering the opponent and his recent activity, I think that looks fine. Do you, Gav? I absolutely agree. That was a. Um, Your selection as well, there. Huh? Yeah. yeah, good festive period, wasn't it? A great header against Harrogate, right place at the right time against Swindon. Mm. You'd, I think I put in my notes, you'd, yeah, you'd, um, you'd definitely have him ahead of Jordan Turnbull these days, although that's probably. Yeah, he's gone very quiet at the Turnbull. Yeah, he's one of those. It, historically, he wouldn't really be that interested, but he, he is having a, a good season. So, And considering the, the match-up and the high goal expectation, yeah, we actually had quite a few matching notes this week, listeners. But I didn't actually look at Gav's notes till about an hour before. Um, so we almost had word for word on some of these. So. Absolutely, yeah. Strong selection there, Tom Davies, I think you can say. And in a um, in a podcast where Jacob Greaves gets a mention, Tom Davies gets a mention, mm. um, it's uh, it's rinse and repeat because we haven't put him up for a while, I think a couple of times this season. But, John, I think you've got oh. a... A selection that, that is uh, yeah, opposing uh, lowly Doncaster, but it uh, could be a good spot for Sutton, we think. Yes, lowly Sutton as well, to be fair. Well, yeah, um, even lowlier. Yeah. The regular listeners are shivering here. <laughs> no, no prizes for guessing. Yes, it's Joe Kizzy. It's Kizzy time, everyone. Um, 14 to 1. Uh, I'm not wild about it, but I think it's just about okay. I think what's interesting here is this is a massive game at the bottom of the league. At the moment, uh, Sutton are seven points behind Doncaster. Now, Donny have a game in hand. Basically, this has got to be a win or bust, even at this stage, for Morrison and Sutton, I'd imagine. The only way they can really get Doncaster dragged into this or potentially is winning this. So mm-hmm. I think I think this has got quite a high goal expectation as well, even though it doesn't look like it on paper. Um, just because, A, you can never really trust Donny, you're not the sort of side are going to shut up shop anyway. And Sutton are going to have to come out here, especially late on, if if this game is tight or they're behind. They basically, they've got to win the game, which doesn't mean they will, but I think it means they could create more than they have. I've had a good look at the Sutton game since Morrison's came, come in. Um, I don't know, I think he... I don't think he's done anything special at all. I think basically they've gone back to like a little bit of a imitation of what they were good at last season, uh, concentrating on set plays and, and what they have been good at for years. And they look like they've got a little bit more energy about them, but not, you know, he's not changed anything massively tactically from what I can tell. But I think performance wise, they've picked up slightly since he's come in. So there, there's that to look at. But it's worth looking at. Um, Swimney had four efforts midweek. Uh, Kizzy had three. Uh, Swimney seems to struggle playing back-to-back games. I think he's got a nagging injury of some sort, uh, whereas Kizzy plays nearly all the time. So, uh, And also Swimney's single figures and Kizzy isn't. So I think if you look at Kizzy's output since Morrison's took charge, it's almost back to his sort of 
last season and the season before. So he seems to be enjoying things, probably because they've um, just sort of refreshed the set plays a little bit. Now, going back to Donny, they conceded two from set plays versus Stockport. Uh, Richard Wood, 112 years old, was back midweek after uh, (laughs) another injury. He can't get on the pitch this season, bless him. Uh, But he played the full minutes there, so I'd worry about him coming back again. I think what yeah, not really. It's gone under the radar. Lawler, are the first choice keepers out for the season, and they're sticking with uh, Jones, who's a promising young keeper from what I can tell. But that probably isn't helping either. I see they've signed another young keeper on loan today, but that's from Hull, so I'd imagine that's just as cover really. But he's not. Uh, he's not someone I've heard of who's got any uh, senior experience either. So as I said, I like the. Um, I like the game state here, really, Gav. If Sutton are behind after an hour or so, they'll have to go for the win. Even if they're drawing, I think they've got to go for the win. I mean, I'm sure Morrison spotted this if if I have. So I think there could be more goals here than it looks on paper. And Donny are not a side that you can rely on in any way at all. Could do anything here. So we'll go for Joe Kizzy at 14-1. to Love it. Um, be good to see Kizzy. Yeah, um coming in at the far post and um, and nodding one in there. Yeah, interesting point about, you said about having similar notes and I put Kizzy and Swimney as well. Interesting, I, I backed Swimney in midweek and um, yeah, he hadn't started the last two. So he does, um, yeah, one thing, yeah. you can't quite tell who that, that middle two is going to be, but Kizzy's the, Kizzy's a consistent one amongst all of them. So yeah, I agree. I agree. And, they, and they're going off at the right price as well. Um, John, I think that just about brings us to the end. I had some notes about Salford, Wrexham, but they included Luke Bolton, who's now going to play for the other side instead. Although, if you're if you're um, yeah, if you're a fan of just writing, uh, yeah, Luke Bolton on a betting slip, and um, yeah, you're getting uh, hopefully you get paid out. I'm sure they'll find some way of telling you yeah. what his odds were for Salford, not for Wrexham. Anyway, that's uh. By the by, because we're not going to talk about that, even though I just talked about it. I think that was it. I've gone through my notes, John. There's nothing else. Anything else would just be devaluing the um, the great 37 minutes that we've just had. John, round us off with uh, with your selections for the weekend. Certainly, Championship Hull versus Millwall. Jacob Greaves, 25 to one, I believe. Uh, League One, no selections. League Two, Tranmere versus Crew. Tom Davies at sixteen to one, and Sutton versus Doncaster. Let's get dizzy with Joe Kizzy at <laughs> fourteen to one. <laughs> Excellent. And for me, Boson Lowell for Fleetwood, sixteen to one, and a new name for the notebook. Let's take a chance on Tyler Binden for oh, Reading at twenty to one against Oxford. Uh, John, it's just like old times. Uh, we put up, we put up Davis, Kizzy, Greaves, and oh, we're knocking yes. on the door of forty minutes for a podcast. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that one of my first appearances, I put up Greaves and Kizzy as a um, just the two. So, yeah, I've, I've not just copied the notes there, but we've uh, <laughs> there's quite quite good notes this week, I think. But yeah, well, I've, I've spotted a name that I don't even recognise in your notes, Gavin. I like the name. Tell me about Kelly and Mai. Kelly and my also Salford. Yeah, Salford were um uh it's, it's him and Bolton and who else is there? Um who was it? Uh Luamba, right? And Matty Lund was in the chance. So basically 
any anyone behind the front one at, at Salford, they've been on my list. So we backed what Luke Bolton to, to score a race last week. With Bolton going, I wonder whether Kelly and Mai gets a bit of a more of a run in that attacking three. That was an interesting thought until I looked at the price, and yeah, three to one was, was no price. But I, th- I think I, we're both looking at Salford in different ways. Right? I'm, I'm, they're, they're certainly the data looks good over the last few games. They're creating plenty of chances. Wanted to be with them all one way. I thought, I thought it was a good spot until probably Bolton went because I thought there were some odds on on Wrexham earlier in the week which they've won they've only won one of their six in the yeah. league on the road so I thought I thought the um, the um, looked a long way off but just looking at the prices they're out to even money now so um, some um, after timing closing line value there if, uh, if anyone's keeping score if anyone bought Bolton mentions they're absolutely flying they're, 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 I spent 10 minutes talking about the team and, you, and you've <laughs> you said Luke Bolton's name about 50 times so they're loving it what about Michael Bolton is he involved this weekend it could be, I don't know keep him on your day Christmas number one or something like that that might be when uh, Michael Bolton he made quite a good centre back, Michael Bolton. He's, Do you reckon? He's yeah, got he's, like um, he's a bit. He reminds me of Andy Butler. He's got that sort of look about. Him. Does he? Yeah, it reminds me of uh, who's the lad at the back for? Uh, oh, again, on it. Well, I'll never get. Who's the lad at the back for? Um, for Leicester. Suter, not seven foot tall, is he? Oh, <laughs> Woot Fez, Woot Fez, he looks like. Yes, that's yeah. it. Or he, he actually, there's a. Have you ever seen um, Michael Bolton and Gareth Ainsworth in the same room? It's come to me now. That they uh, look, they I, look. I, I like similar, that. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't actually, mate. We should next week. That should, we should add that as a as a new feature. Lookalikes. Lookalikes yeah, from the world of popular music, or well, mu- music <laughs> from the, the world of e- EFL defenders and popular music. <laughs> EFL defenders, yeah. uh, tweet us with your favourite uh, lookalikes. Um, yes, I'm sure. And, uh, I'm sure that'll get a rousing response. <laughs> 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 if I know our listeners, they'll be they'll pull out some like well, they just get the back for the, for Crawley in uh, 2011. We won't remember, but, <laughs> but yeah, we, we will we will remember, but we won't we won't know the, we won't know the pop <laughs> reference. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah, more likely. John, uh, absolutely fascinating as always. Some new names there, some old names. Uh, whatever you're backing uh, this weekend, uh, be lucky. Uh, fresh off a winner. Let's see if we can double up two weeks in a row. Uh, with some of the selections this week whatever you're backing uh, be lucky full slate to look forward to John should we do it all again next week I would imagine so Gab yeah we, <laughs> we, we certainly will and whether whether you want to listen or not we'll be back next week awesome take care everyone speak soon Gav Gav we've got breaking news for you breaking news on then. I'm this is a, this is a pod, podcast extra, listeners. We've uh, we've been sat here an hour, and I've I've just um, <laughs> nearly got nearly got a semi over this breaking news, which is worrying. Um, Six thirty Thursday, one of Gav's favourite names in the EFL, gone to one of his favourite teams to try and pick a defender to score. <laughs> it's Elkin Bagger has gone. Oh. For, uh, has gone for Mipswich to Bristol Rovers. Uh, 
That's uh, yeah. Where was he? Gillingham. Did we follow him? What is he? Yeah. Is he as a Gillingham last season? And he went somewhere and didn't play. Where was that? Oh, I was probably Ipswich, wasn't it? Is he? Is it Indonesia or somewhere? Is he Indonesia? Yeah, he's, Indo- oh, he's he's Indonesian he? chap. Yeah. Big in the um, big big on Indonesian uh, set pieces, wasn't he? So yeah. Oh, yes. we love a yeah. Well, absolutely. I love a Bristol over centre half to get mildly addicted to backing. Yeah, Tristan Camber out of the yeah. out of the um. Luck. Limelight, yeah. in comes Elkham Bagger. He actually went to, um, I'm just looking at his history, he scored two in 19 for Gillingham, then he went to Cheltenham, but only played one game. I don't remember that at all, but there you go. <laughs> no one no one cares, apart from us, John, and there's a familiar. Good luck, Elkham Bagger, who are oh, well, at, Exeter, at Exeter, at Exeter this weekend. Um, he has uh, two, in, two in 24 for Indonesia, Gav. Um, and do you know who's the first Indonesian player to score in English league football? That's um, good for our um, just an uptick on the Indonesian uh, search engine optimization. Just as we've uh, we've talked about this, John. We've I've got, got a few more. I've got one more fact for you. Go on. Then. Uh, I may or may not be reading his Wikipedia page. Here. <laughs> that, that's that's what that's what all the kids have been doing today, John. That's when they right, go through yeah. passing them off as experts. Uh, yes, uh, just need got? a radar chart to stick in here. Um, <laughs> Bag- Baggett learned to play football at the Soccer Schools International, known as the SSI, in Jakarta. I, I know that you know it's known as the SSI. <laughs> now, the organisation was funded by Arsenal Football Club and run by this name, I'm sure you remember, Max Bellet, the iconic 1980s Italian international footballer who quickly realised Baggett's potential. Did he really? Um, <laughs> uh, like, who is Max Bellet? Do you His know that pot- name? No, I do not. So His potential to get passed around to football league clubs in the <laughs> right. to find some form. Yes. That's um, I'm slightly concerned that this isn't true because I've just Googled Max Belli and I can't see anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, anyway. fear, uh, I fear Elkham Baggett's agent has been hard at work on Wikipedia yes. over the course of the last 24 hours. Anyway, good luck to... Um, we like his name. He's a he's a, quite a physical presence and he, he might be the key to the Bristol Rovers padlock, Cav. Bonus, bonus podcast content. Elkham Baggett. Yes. Um, no. Three minutes on Mr. Baggett. There you go. <laughs> awesome.